All right, and we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. Thank you so much for listening to all of our great programs. It's been an active week so far. The trade deadline is near. The Lakers are gearing up for a, a nice second half run. The All-Star game is still around the corner. A lot of news going on and information that's all over the place, plus we still have our thoughts that are very heavy right now because of what happened with Kobe. And still, there's a lot of people out there that are still suffering. So we feel for you. But I have a great guest. It's been a while since he's been on, but he's been busy man indeed. Lakernews.com, a lot of great things going on there. But also, just a man that's been following the Lakers for so many years now. I know he has a lot of great memories of Kobe and so much more. It's Darren Levy. And Darren, just great to have you back on the program. What's up, Gerald? Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. Just just awesome to have you back on indeed. And unfortunately, it's it's due to, you know, obviously some, some circumstances I reached out at. And I asked you, you know, if you wanted to come by and stop on the show and share some thoughts on Kobe. I know you also want to share some thoughts on the Lakers as well. But first off, obviously, the untimely death of Kobe Bryant uh, leads the way. So I want to hear your thoughts and memories from your heart, exactly, you know, how you were feeling at the time it happened. What were your thoughts? How'd you get the news and, and your memories of Kobe that stick out to you over the many years? You know, Gerald, it's, it's hard to come up with anything that you haven't already heard. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's, there's no silver lining on what happened. Everybody has been severely affected. I mean, we can't compare this to like, something of the magnitude of the World Trade Center, obviously, but, you know, nine lives were lost and, you know, one of the best basketball players of our generation. And it was just completely, I mean, the world was blindsided completely. I mean, when I first heard the news, it was like, it's like everybody was saying, it's like, you cannot even register. Like, it just didn't make sense. We were refusing to believe. Um, I mean, I, I had no trust in TMZ. I don't really follow TMZ. I don't really love what they do as a news organization. You know, so when it came out, I'm like, ah, it's TMZ. Maybe they're just, it's just some some kind of sick mistake. And, you know, when it, when the coverage started hitting other media outlets like CNN and ESPN, it was just like, it was unreal. It was just a terrible day, terrible week. That it was my friend. And I'll tell you what, uh, you know, obviously when people are telling you and calling you, my wife called me, let me know it was on TMC and TMZ site crashed. So I couldn't actually find out what was going on 100%. And then later on, you started seeing reports on CNN. Like you said, first off, they didn't name, they just named a helicopter crash. They didn't name any yeah. individuals or anything like that. It wasn't until Adrian Wojnarowski, AKA Woj on ESPN on Twitter verified that kobe had passed and uh yeah that for me he gets it right uh and uh unfortunately he, this one i was hoping he was wrong but you know you know I, yeah. we, I now know what happened and just so just so tragic uh all the memories all the emotions going on for the entire week how affected were you the entire week and also how emotional were you when you watched that game on friday you know at the end of the day Gerald, I'm just I'm just a Laker fan with a website. You know, I wasn't in the you know, it's like not it's not like I had a personal relationship with Kobe. Had I died, he wouldn't 
have known or cared, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I didn't know him. He didn't know me. But when you have followed someone for so long, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm 51 years old. And when I first started watching Kobe, he was 17. So it's like, even it's like he inspired me as an adult and I'm so much older than him. And he just like, you watched his progression from a kid out of high school, just all the stuff that he did, the championships, getting through that, you know, that, that awful situation in Denver, you know, married children, winning an Oscar and just all the post championship stuff that he was doing. I, I just loved hearing him speak. I was, I love, you know, just looking up YouTube videos and, and watching him talk, speak at colleges and giving inspirational speeches. It was just, you know, just uh, to see someone that you have followed since they were a teenager to live out their, like a full life and then some, and then just die needlessly by whatever pilot error. It's just, it's inexplicable. Yeah, my son was, crying everybody i mean sound like a broken record i mean the, the world was affected hopefully we'll be you know hopefully we will move on and have incredible memories and his legacy will live on um you know and some good will come of this well, i hope something good will come out of this and i'm just looking forward to the day that we can still continue to honor kobe's memory that that we do each and every day and each and every game and i know for the rest of the season the team wherever they go is going to have those Kobe chants, those Kobe memories, those Kobe videos and, and memorials, you know, just wherever they go. And that's going to follow them through the entire season. And hopefully that will lead to the determination even more for the team to go ahead and hopefully get that ring at the end of the year and do it for Kobe, not yeah. only for themselves, but Kobe as well. So a lot yeah. of uh, emotions have been over the past few days and, and I know a lot of people out there are still recovering. And I know the memorials are being taken down as we speak in Los Angeles, but still the thoughts remain. And I know there's still going to be a Kobe memorial coming up soon and, and services and a funeral for him, his daughter, Gigi, and all the victims of the crash. So our hearts still go out to the families involved and affected. And, and hopefully one day they can find peace because so many people around the world just are, are so, so, you know, just have, have laid out their hearts on what's going on with what happened to Kobe, yeah. his daughter, and everyone you else. You know, one of the things that, that's helped me grieve is just to watch the videos and the, the memories from, you know, people close to him. I mean, unless you've already told your viewers about this, but, you know, just watching the Jerry West interview, the TNT Jerry West interview with him, Steve Nash, who was, God, it was, I think, was it Derek Fisher, Robert, or no, Robert Ory wasn't on that. Rick Fox, got Reggie Miller. It was it was incredible, especially the Jerry West interview. The, he was, yeah. I mean, I've never seen a man, you know, someone in sports on TNT live just crying their eyes out and being so genuine. Shaq as well. He, he Shaq had a as lot well. to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Shaq one needed this to say. With Jerry West, you know, we immortalized him as the logo something he's not exactly very fond of. If you, if you know and you've heard some of the interviews that he's made out there over the course of the years. So if it ever comes to fruition, if the league decides to go ahead and change the logo to Kobe Bryant, I don't think you'll get very much resistance from Jerry West. In fact, like I said, he's never been fond of being the logo in the first place. 
Yeah. The, well, the last time I checked, they had 3 million signatures, but the NBA was still pushing back. I don't know exactly what was going on there. I mean, if you changed it to Kobe Bryant and then God forbid something happened to another legend, uh, let's say we can't keep changing the logos, but let's I mean, say I, MJ, for instance. Yeah, exactly. MJ. I mean, I'd be all for it. It's certainly we're due for a change. That's true. I think also as well, the merchandising aspect of it with the logo with so many yeah. different products out there, I think that would also be very difficult to go ahead and change or probably take maybe 12 to 18 months before you would see a full changeover to a Kobe logo to give everybody a kind of perspective. It's not something you can just snap your fingers and say, okay, let's change it. The sheer costs involved for not only the companies out there that produce NBA products, but changing over logos for the entire league arenas and things of that nature. I'm all for it as far as for Kobe's concerned, because I know, especially the fact that not only to honor him, but also the way Jerry West feels about being the logo. I just feel that as you know, it's before everybody goes in and say, you know, we can just go ahead and do it. They need to see exactly the kind of perspective and it, how much actual, not only uh, you know, money finances it takes. It takes a lot more to go ahead and just change over everything to a new Kobe logo, whatever that would be. Yeah, we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. It is a good week to be talking some NBA basketball because this is one of my favorite times of the NBA season, and that is the trade deadline is upon us coming up on Thursday at noon. So I ask you, my friend, you're sitting in the driver's seat. You're Rob Palenka. You know, you're you're sitting in Rob Palenka's seat. You're controlling exactly what's going on with the Lakers. You're looking over the rosters. You're looking over the other teams, what they have. You're you're going back and forth with your scouts and and your personnel, and you're talking about what changes if and when they need to be made. The team right now was 37 and 11, if I'm not mistaken. So mm -hmm. that's pretty darn good. And three games up in the West right now. So I'm not going to say that's that's you know that's bad for us or anything like that. I think that's a positive. I think that's great news. I think when you and I spoke before, I'm, I wasn't even sure that this was going to be something that's feasible for the team. I thought they were going to be going ahead and maybe uh, you know doing giving some rest from time to time, so they would probably be somewhere in, in second or third right now, just waiting to go ahead and gear up for the playoffs. But they have exceeded my expectations during the regular season, but there's still more work to be done. If you're sitting in Rob Palenka's seat, like I said before, what are you thinking about the changes you're making, what targets you're going after. And I don't know, just basically if you're sitting in Rob Palenka's seat, what is your next step? 
That's tricky. Certainly not length at the center position. We, I think we have that covered with uh, with JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. That we do. Um, we we don't need we don't need any more power forwards. You know, there's obviously all the talk about Kuzma, and we trade for Andre Iguodala. I mean, my my feeling is to do nothing. I I would rather. I mean, I I'm I'm a big believer of chemistry and not mucking up the chemistry, especially you know mid season and also after what just ha- what just happened. There's just something about it. Just right now. You know the death of Kobe, and then starting trading away players. It just doesn't feel right to me. In addition to, I I really don't know what who's out there other than Andre Iguodala. I heard you know they talk about you know Darren Collison. I think we need someone at the point that can play defense. I I don't. I'm Rondo is, and he has an incredible history and he's a brilliant player. I I don't think he's helpful for us on the on the defensive end. And he I just he. I, we see so many turnovers from him. If you're going to switch someone around, I would I would switch him and Mill, him and maybe one of our bigs, if we're going to get someone like Andre Iguodala. But I mean, other than that, I would I I would just let the team gel and just go for it for the rest of the season. I'm going to say right now there are two things that are glaring that a lot of people look at. I think obviously one is a playmaker, like you were talking about. When LeBron goes out of the game, the team suffers, and they're just not able to generate a consistent offense. Yeah, you, and that they lose leads, or the lead uh, actually, what you know, if they're, they're up when LeBron goes out of the game, that it gets reduced, and you see often that Rondo comes in the game, he'll he'll start out with LeBron for a couple of minutes, then he'll be by himself with AD out there, and it just doesn't seem to flow as well. As far as defense, he's just not getting it done. So, And then also, I think their perimeter defense has shown up with Ben Simmons and also Damian Lillard, both having excellent games against the the backcourt of the Lakers. This gives me a little bit pause for concern. I just think they need to shore up a couple areas, uh, you know, a little bit tweaks here and there. I also think that there's going to be some issues on who guards Kawhi in the playoffs if you match up against the Clippers. That and also Giannis. Giannis is going to be a you know if you if you really think you're going to be able to go all the way, that's also a concern as well. So yeah. you might need a addition as far as I don't want to say you said no backup power forward because obviously uh, you know Anthony Davis is there, but Jared Dudley could not match up against Giannis or Kawhi in the, in the course of the playoffs, and there's really no one after AD that can. So I'm kind of concerned about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know what we could get for Jared Dudley, and, and I don't know. Problem. I don't know who wants him. Yeah, and, um, uh, and Troy Daniels and Quinn Cook, those guys, you know, they're streaky and they could really shoot you way into a game on those occasions. But right now, they're so mired in the bench, and their consistency as far as getting minutes is very suspect. So it's going to be hard for me to see them getting any time to help benefit the team a big long term. So. We'll, if there's any way you could trade those for any kind of assets, maybe that's a possibility, but you're right. There is an issue of chemistry because the team has probably some of the best chemistry of any NBA team that's out there. And uh, that's a hard decision you have to make, whether or not you want to go ahead and maybe on the court or on paper, improve your team or maybe keep it the way it is and just keep that flowing and just hope for the best. Yeah. It depends what we can get in return. I just, I just don't know 
I mean, if you were to present to me what the actual trade options are, but I don't have that in front of me other than what we already talked about. The other thing you could talk about is that, you know, Alex Caruso and Rondo are fighting over, you know, over those minutes when LeBron sits down as the point. And I would rather just give it to Alex Caruso. And to me, he's more reliable. He's quicker. He's just fresher. And when you have both those guys kind of fighting over those minutes, it doesn't, it doesn't help us. Absolutely. He does play a much better defense. I mean, that's his forte is really playing defense head up against whoever he matches up against. I think the only issue when it comes to him is, is he the kind of playmaker you need or can he create those type of plays to get people open? And that seems to be the only issue. I know his passing is not the greatest yet. I know he still needs to work on some lobs. I've seen the the fact that he's thrown some lobs that are not quite there when it concerns the rest of the team and, and all that. But you know what? There's still a lot to look forward to when it comes to Alex Caruso because there's no one out there on the floor that wants to do it more than him because his effort, his grit and grind. And I know these players like Russell Westbrook, when he matched up against Houston and he was really high up on the all-star voting list and people were very mad and Russell Westbrook was one and he went after Alex Caruso and Alex Caruso didn't back down a bit. You know, the other thing that's missing, and this is kind of like an ancillary attribute is we don't have enough trash talkers on our team. And I, I, and I really mean that. You know, when you look at players like Patrick Beverly, Draymond Green, guys who could actually play and defend and get in the minds of the other players and really mess with people. And, you know, I mean, going back to Kobe, he, he did that. Um, and MJ. Like, these are, these are masterful trash talkers. And I don't know. We, I feel like the Lakers are a little soft in that department. They, you know, they're, they're a little too polite. I agree and, with you uh, on that. Absolutely. I like that. I mean, they're tall, but sometimes they don't box out very well, so they let a lot of offense rebound slide that they shouldn't. But you're, it all comes down to toughness, and sometimes the Lakers have you know, some issues with that in regards to trying to go ahead and be able to toughen up. I know the team has talked about that. I know analysts out there have talked about the toughness of the team, that they've had issues. They've been pushed around. Even though for how big they are, they sometimes get pushed around by teams that are willing to go ahead and gut it out and grit it out. And that seems to be a little bit of an issue. And you're right. If there's any little, you know, added toughness you could bring to a team, maybe an Andre Iguodala. I was also thinking Marcus Morris, who if you're able to go ahead and land him, although the Knicks are in disarray right now because they just fired their president. So I don't know if they're going to be able to be as active as they want to become NBA trade deadline. But if they're able to go ahead and get someone like a Marcus Morris, who is tough, who yeah. is tall, who can guard Kawhi and also shoot the three, that would be something I think the Lakers would be very interested in getting. And even if it costs Kuzma, which brings me to my next question, my friend, the Kuzma dilemma, because I know you've been hearing it all over LakersNews.com and out there amongst Laker fans everywhere, the Kuzma debate. Should he stay or should he go before the NBA trade deadline? I mean, it just goes back to what we were just talking about. It depends on what we could get for him because he has a lot of stock for the future. He's not a superstar yet. He's got that potential. If we can get it done this year and we have him in the next year, he's got that experience. He's got the length. He could be a great asset for us going, you know, as we go deeper and deeper in the future. He's very spotty. He's a little unreliable. And it seems like he's a little injury prone as well. 
but it's going to come down to what we could get for him. That's one of that's what's happening. I, I agree with you, my friend. And it all depends on what you can get for him. And I know Derek Rose has also been a trade target for a lot of teams, including the Lakers. Uh, I, I actually proposed a trade on the vaunted ESPN NBA trade machine uh, a month back. And I put that out there on social media. And I said, how about this one for Kuzma and pick your choice, Daniels, Kuzma. You know, for Derek Rose. Bradley. For Derek Rose. That's Mark a terrible Morris. trade. Oh, and Marky Morris. Okay. Marky and Christian Woods. Uh, I, yeah. I know a lot of fans didn't like that either. Just throwing that out there. Uh, no, I mean, Derek Rose is too old. Too no old. Okay. Because he's averaging 18. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So, yeah. How old is he now? Is he like 35? No, 31. Oh, he's 31. Okay. Yeah. He, but, him, you know, he's, he's, he's injury prone as well. Yeah. That's true. You're, you know, anybody on the trade block right now, there's some type of, Maybe I don't want to say buyer's remorse, but there might be some issues when it comes to them. I think the only real standouts like Bogdanovich in Sacramento has been vaunted. He's been playing well. But there's usually with a lot of the trade targets out there, there's either like a buyer's remorse or, okay, what is really going on? And why is he being put out there on the NBA trading block? So it's kind of interesting to see exactly what there is out there for the Lakers to possibly get. So you may be right. Standing pad could be the best way to go. Time will tell. We'll find out very, very soon. Time will tell indeed. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Voice from the underground. Before we head on out, my friend, I want to ask you this, your thoughts on the rest of the season for the Lakers. I mean... You, you know, you're, we talked before about your hopes and your aspirations for what the Lakers can do for the rest of the season uh, before in the past. But now a couple months have transpired, and we see that the Lakers are leading the Western Conference. Had a little bit of shakiness over the past couple of weeks, obviously for emotional, but also uh, some issues. You know, they, they got beat hard in Boston. They didn't look good in Philadelphia. But they're still, again, 37-11. What are your hopes, or what are your, you know, what do you think is going to happen for the Lakers come, you know, the rest of the season? That's what I want to hear as far as we before we close on out. I think if they keep playing the way they've been playing, they're not going to finish the number one seed. They're going to be two or three, and the reason I say that is because I do believe that the way the season started out was was easier for them. It was a softer schedule. Um, we've lost to some some of the best teams we've beaten the teams we're supposed to beat. You know, I, we don't see that many double digit leads from the Lakers. We've won a lot of games, but a lot of those games were like less than five points, which is just way too close. It depends on how the Clippers finish out the season, but the Lakers, they got to get dirtier. They just have to get hungrier, dirtier. They have to, they have to dig deep down 
and really grit it out. I mean, I think they can do it, but I think there's a, there's a lot of people on their tail. That there is, my friend. You've got a lot of good teams that are right behind them in the rearview mirror. You've got the Clippers, Denver Nuggets, Utah, which is, uh, you know, up until the past week has been really playing well. In fact, they won several games in a row before they hit a little bit of a slide. You also have somewhere lurking around there, around six, uh, fifth, sixth, seventh. You have Oklahoma City, you have Houston, and you have the Dallas Mavericks. If Luka Doncic can just stay healthy, I mean, they're a fun team to watch. I mean, he's such a great player. You can see a, just a, an outstanding future for him. He's always fun to watch, and I love his matchups against LeBron because you can see the fact that he really goes and makes an extra effort to go ahead and show off in front of LeBron. So, you know, there's a lot of great teams behind the Lakers, so I know the challenge is up there. But, you know, with some determination, like you said, and if they get a little bit dirtier, get a little bit tougher – as the weeks and months go on, I think they can go ahead and pull it out, whether or not they make a change at the NBA trade deadline or not. Yeah. We need to keep LeBron and AD healthy at the very end. We need to, our best 10 games needs to be the last 10 games, even if we don't finish first. If we take a little slide, if we do a little load management, you know, we lose a few more games than we'd like to, but we finish the last 10 games of the season with a healthy AD and LeBron. I don't think it matters where we are on the rank. I mean, we've seen LeBron, you know, win a championship down 1-3. So, I mean, it come down to health. I agree with you on that. And that's actually something I wanted to, you know, ask you on the way up. But you answered it already as far as load management. The vaunted load management is concerned. I mean, it's either much beloved or much hated around the NBA. So that's something to think about, especially as it gets closer to the end of the season. Do you want to sacrifice whatever lead that you have in the Western Conference by giving some rest to AD and LeBron? You know, there's going to be that question and debate as well. And hopefully you'll be able to come back on the show again to talk about that and so much more as we gear up for the playoffs. Isn't it nice that we can talk about the Lakers and the playoffs once again? Once again, finally. Yes. After it's been so several many years, years. And, and here we are. So yes. yes, happy about that. Very happy as well. I'll tell you what, it's been great talking to you, my friend. Darren Levy, once again, from LakersNews.com. you want to share anything, last thoughts on, on, on the Lakers or what you're doing out there or any plugs for, for you on the way out? No, I think that's okay. I'm working on a few things right now. No plugs right now. No plugs right. right now. No plugs right now. But so. Okay, maybe sometime down the road we can go ahead. You know, you're always welcome back on the show. The, the red carpet is out for you at any point in time. And if, you know, I'll tell you what, out there, if you're listening, you want to go ahead and you have any thoughts out there, please let us know. LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Also as well, at LakersFastBreak on Twitter. Or if you can do it as part of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated because the more five-star reviews that we get, the better and more available that we are to Lakers fans out there in the podcast medium and you'd be able to get to listen to all that we do right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Well, Darren, it's just been awesome having you on. I cannot thank you enough for being part of the show once again. Again, I'm just sad it was a little bit under these circumstances with the death of Kobe Bryant, but I know you bring such valuable insight to the show. I've been trying to get you on. I know you've been extremely busy. I I, I cannot thank you enough. I'm so sorry I keep on pestering, but I just love your opinions on the show, and I just can't get you on the show fast enough. 
That's the great thing about opinions. They're not wrong or right. They're just opinions. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, That's I'm, true. and I'm happy to blurt them out. All right. Well, but fair yeah, enough. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Great to have you on. And I hope you'll be on very soon, be able to blurt them out once again, because the All-Star Game is around the corner. But right after that, it gears up. It gets a lot heavier. It gets a lot more important. It gets a lot more interesting because the Lakers will be gearing up for a Western Conference and hopefully an NBA title run. And we'll be following it right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.